And we're actually going to start seated in um, hero pose or virasana today. So this pose often um, requires props. So have your props nearby. Bring your knees together. Angle your shins apart. And you might like to actually grab the flesh of your calves, press it back, and then pull it apart as you take a seat between your heels. If this causes pain in your knees, please sit on the edge of some padding. Maybe a blanket is enough. Maybe a block or several blocks is going to be uh, more comfortable. So get yourself comfortable as we will be here for about five minutes this morning. And then close your eyes once you find your seat. You can place your palms on your thighs. Slide your hands up your thighs until your elbows are below your armpits. And find your breath. Breathe in and out through your nostrils. And you might take an initial deep breath in through your nostrils. And then sigh audibly through your mouth. And think about arriving with this breath. Bring your mind into the room, into your body, and onto your mat for the next 90 minutes of practice. So you might have already been subject to a stressful morning. You might have many plans for the day, many decisions to make, many lists to check off. Let all of that be checked at the door. It will be waiting for you when you leave, but there is no reason to address those things now. You made it into this room, and one of your uh, goals or one of your intentions throughout the practice should be to remain here, mind and body. Relax your feet, ankles, shins, calves, knees, thighs. Become aware of your sits bones as they ground. And try to make sure the left and right side of your seat are evenly weighted. And then from your weighted, rooted, heavy seat, lift up out of your waistline and grow tall through your spine. Tilt your chin parallel to the floor to lengthen along the back of your neck as you grow the crown of your head taller to the sky. And together, everyone, draw your shoulders up towards your ears, lengthening the sides of your body from, arm, from hips to armpits. Keep the sides of your body long as you loop your shoulders onto your upper back, immediately creating an awareness and a tone at the space behind your heart. Broadening across your chest, exposing the lightness of your heart. And now, with the chest open and lifted, allow your forearms to melt towards the floor, bringing with them your shoulder blades sliding down the back side of your chest. So maintain all of these actions, and then bring your awareness to your upper abdomen. Create a tone and awareness there by drawing your left and right front lower ribs into a central point, and then subtly pulling that point Towards your spine. And now in this shape, Virasana, hero pose, find softness. Feel the temperate air of the room across your skin and allow the edges of your body to blur. 
allow your face to become without expression as your forehead becomes broad, your cheeks slack, eyelids heavy. Now once again, turn awareness to your breath. Breathing in and out through your nostrils. Filling your lungs from bottom, middle to top. Emptying your lungs from top, middle to bottom. And thinking about a gradual expansion of your capacity for breath. At the top of each inhale, without strain, invite more air into your lungs. At the bottom of your exhale, without strain, allow for an extra moment for more air to escape your body. Begin Ujjayi Pranayama if you've not already. Bring in that gentle contraction at the back of your throat. Make sure you can hear the sound of your own breath at least. But depending on your mood, depending on what your body may be desiring this morning, your breath can be audible enough for everyone in the room to hear you or just audible enough for those next to you to hear your own breath. So the louder, the more energizing the breath, the quieter, the more grounding the breath will be. We'll breathe together through three rounds of Ujjayi Pranayama. Exhale your breath, empty your lungs, and we'll inhale together for the slow count of five, beginning one, two, three, four, Five, fill and hold at the top, and then exhale for five, four, three, two, one. Empty, perhaps gate engaging root lock, mula banda, and then let it go. Inhale, one, two, three, four, five, fill and hold, expansion in your back body, and exhale with control, five, four, three, two, and one. Last deepest breath in together. One, two, three, four, five. Sip in any additional breath and with control exhale from top to bottom. Five, four, three, two, one. Again, you might engage root lock mula banda by drawing up on your pelvic floor, holding and then release when you're ready, resume your breath, either choosing to breathe with the Ujjayi Pranayama technique throughout the practice, or you may release that contraction at the back of your throat. Everyone bring palms together in front of heart center, widen out through your elbows, broaden across your collarbones, lift your sternum to meet your thumbs. We'll invoke the moving practice by chanting the mantra Om three times. Please chant along if you feel comfortable doing so, or just listen to the other voices in the room as we bring our individual voices together. Exhale and inhale for Om. 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 
Bow your head to your heart. Release your palms to your thighs and slowly lift your head as you open your eyes. Okay, we're going to come forward of our knees to move out of the Arasana. Take any props off to the side of your mat and we're going to stand up. Stand up with your feet hip-width distance apart. Do the shake out your legs at all. Get circulation back through your knees. Do that. Make sure the edges of your feet are parallel to the outside edges of your mat. Spread your toes, broaden your base as you shift weight back towards your heels. And notice as the weight shifts back in your feet how your legs engage, your kneecaps lift. Roll your shoulders onto the back of your chest as you lift your heart. And just as we did in the seated posture, draw your lower ribs in and back and feel your tailbone lengthen towards the floor. Look forward. Turn your palms forward as you continue to roll your shoulders back, exposing your heart, lengthening your collarbones. And then inhale, sweep your arms overhead and interlace your fingers, turning your palms and wrists to the sky. Reach through your wrists and then draw your shoulders away from your ears, again sending shoulder blades down the back of your chest. Lower ribs in and back, tailbone extends down as heels of the hands extend up. Keep your gaze forward and then with an exhale, lean your upper body to the right. Hips move to the left. Inhale through center, grow tall out of your waistline. Exhale, ground through your heels as you lean left. And move from side to side with your breath. Maybe moving deeper into each shape with each exhale. So again, gradually expanding our boundaries in each pose with time and with breath. One more visit to the left side. And then inhale back through center. Inter switch the interlace of your fingers. Bring the opposite thumb in front and extend again. Now start to tilt your chin to the sky as you continue to lengthen through your wrists, continue to pull your shoulders away from your ears. And now initiate breath deeply into your chest. As you inhale, feel expanded. As you exhale, feel your heart lifting, floating to the sky as you continue to look back. Keep weight in the heels, kneecaps lifted. And then imagine just curling slowly back over the support of a huge ball, like a huge Pilates type ball. So the back of your head is supported, the back of your heart is supported, and remains open and lifted as you begin to extend the heels of your hands towards the back wall, maybe even begin to look towards the back wall as you stay grounded in the heels, lifted in the kneecaps. And then head and chest forward, and arms release down. Shake them out before interlacing your fingers behind your back. Now, round your shoulders onto the back of your chest, again, lifting and opening your heart. Slowly begin to straighten your elbows, reaching your knuckles towards the floor. And then drop your left ear towards your left shoulder, drawing your right shoulder down towards the floor and rock your head forward and back slowly. Maybe pausing in any points that feel particularly stuck or tight or sore. And rather than trying to push into that area, being upset with that area, 
can you invite, release, surrender to some of that tension? Let it go. And then chin back through center and ear drop, right ear drops to the right shoulder, pulling the left shoulder actively away from the left ear as you reach your knuckles down, roll your shoulders back, rock your head forward and back, again finding any sore spots, any tightness, and holding with that tightness, being with it, and trying to let it go. By recognizing, by using these postures to recognize some of the things that are going on in our bodies, by becoming more aware, can we begin to let go? And then back through center, and then just turn your gaze from side to side, keeping your chin parallel to the floor. Look as far left as you can. Look as far right as you can. And just explore the range of motion of your neck. And then back through center and let your hands go. You can shake them out again if you'd like. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead. Look up, reach up, palms touch at the top. And exhale gracefully, slowly, fold forward. Fingertips touch the floor in front of you as you shift weight forward in your feet to the knuckles of your toes. Now coming into ragdoll pose by bending the knees as much as you need to to rest the torso on your thighs as you allow the upper body to cascade forward. Take hold of opposite forearms or opposite biceps here. Then you can begin to make subtle movements if you'd like, rocking the arms, the shoulders from side to side, shaking the head very gently, yes and no, to release and surrender tension from your neck. And always breathing. As weight shifts forward in your feet, make sure that the toes are not gripping, not becoming discolored with pressure. So uh, weight is at the knuckles of the toes, not in the toes themselves. And notice your own personal tendency, perhaps to roll weight more strongly to the insides or outsides of your feet. Whatever your tendency is, be aware of it and seek more balance. So if your big toe knuckle is pushing strongly into the floor, try to bring some weight to the base of your smallest toes. And maybe I like to walk my rib cage down my thighs to gain more length in my lower back and abdomen here. You can do that too if you'd like. Make this pose, make your expression a reflection of your experience. So what is your body asking for here? And then fingertips back to the floor. Head continues to extend down as you slowly begin to experiment with straighter or straight legs. Lift into your kneecaps as your legs straighten, outer hips rise to the sky. This is a very common instruction that I give in my class to move the inner upper thighs towards the wall behind you and then begin to spread them apart, creating broadness across the backside of the pelvis. So this, uh, we used to call this in the yoga I studied, uh, inner spiral. So the inner upper thighs are spiraling back and then broadening apart. 
That might not be an instruction that clicks the first few times you, you uh, send it to your body, but sometimes the message needs to be continuous to the, for those parts of the body to wake up and start to learn a new movement. So keep your legs and hips as they are as you bring your palms to your shins. Press your palms into your shins. Straighten your elbows and extend your chin and chest forward. Continue to breathe here. Pull your shoulders away from your ears and try to create a cow pose in the upper back. So remember cow pose. Heart moving down and forward. Shoulder blades pulling together at the back of the heart. So you should feel the tone at the back of your heart maybe even creating a crease between your shoulders. And then exhale, round the spine as you fold forward, fingertips back to the floor, head heavy. Inhale, sweep your arms out, up, overhead as you rise to standing, shift weight once again to your heels, palms come together at the top. Exhale, hands to heart center. Let's flow with the breath through a half sun salutation. Inhale, sweep arms overhead. Exhale, gracefully flow forward, shifting weight forward, fingertips to the floor, head heavy. Inhale, palms to shins, cow to the upper back. Exhale as you fold, fingertips back to the floor. Inhale, sweep up, reach up, row tall. Exhale, palms together at heart center. Again, inhale, flow the arms overhead. Exhale and gracefully flow forward. Inhale, palms to shins, moving with your breath. Exhale, completely release the upper body down, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, once again, rise on a big breath, arms overhead, and exhale, palms together in front of your heart. Now take your hands to your hips and find a steady gaze. Eyes are focused but soft. Ground through your left foot and bring your right heel to a hover. Extend down through your heel, pull back through your toes, and just establish balance here on this tricky, squishy floor. Trust the movements that your left foot is making, so try not to manage them too much, because that can get you uh, too much in your head here. Bend your knee, bring your thigh parallel to the floor, and begin to make large circles with your toes. First in one direction, maybe three circles, and then in the other, maybe hearing some popping in the ankle here, getting that range of motion established. And then with the heel, big circles, moving into the knee joints, one direction and then in the other. Always keeping that soft, steady gaze, soft jaw. And then with the hip, big circles with the knees. Go in as far as you can, go up as far as you can, go out as far as you can. One direction and then the other. And have a, have a sense of humor about this. Um, this can really get into the ego territory with uh, balancing. Um, we're all going to be different every, every time we come to the mat. It's going to be a new experience with balance. And then uh, right heel back to a hover. Reach through the heel, pull back through the toes, establish your uh, evenly heighted hips, and then release the right foot back to the floor. Shake out the left leg, that feels a little tired from all that standing, and then right foot spreads on the floor. Create a wide standing.
stable base with the right foot before the left heel comes to a hover. Reach through your heel, pull back through your toes. Again, lengthen along the back of the leg as you contract along the top of the leg and make sure that those hips stay at an even height. The left tendency, the left hip will tend to pull higher than the right here. And then bend the knee. Big circles with the toes. Maybe noticing any difference in the range of motion of one ankle to the next. And then circles in the opposite direction. All the while breathing. And then with the heel, the whole foot moves, moving the leg, moving it up into the knee joint. And then the other direction. And then, uh, and then with the knee, big circles with the knee. In, up, out, as far as you can, in one direction and in the other direction. I used to take a very long yoga class and um, we do a lot of moves like this. And uh, my friend would always say it's like getting your body tuned. Okay, and then left leg to a hover, reach through your heel, pull back through your toes, square your hips. Find your balance one more time, and then let the foot go. Shake it out, and then bring your feet together again. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead, reach up, and exhale as you fold fingertips to the floor in front of you. Inhale, palms come to shins, extend your spine, cow to the upper back, and exhale, fold, walking your fingertips behind your heels. And if I did not establish this already, bring your feet together, Base of the big toes and inner heels touch as you take a seat in an imaginary chair. So sit your hips at, at the height of your knees, thighs parallel to the floor, and begin to round your spine. Tuck your chin to your chest, pull your forehead towards or eventually all the way to your knees. Pull your belly button, your waistline, away from your thighs to round your back strongly. Tailbone tucks towards the heels as weight shifts to the heels. Look forward and extend your arms forward like you're holding a box. Waistline back as your fingertips reach. And then peel your chin and chest and arms away from the floor. Little back bend in the upper back as your lower spine remains rounded. Ankles and knees pull gently together. Weight in the heels. Hips are low as chest and gaze look high. Hold in this awkward chair for five, four, three, two, and one. As you fold forward, hips go high, head goes low, exhale. Inhale, palms to shins, cow to the upper back. Exhale, once again, fold, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, arms sweep up, overhead. Exhale, palms to heart center and arms at your sides. Okay, another balance pose. Left foot grounds, right toes, right knee, turn out to the right. Grab your ankle to place your foot at the inside of your calf or thigh for tree pose. Avoid placing your foot at the inside of the joint. Hips square forward, and then extend through your right inner thigh. Try to point your right knee out to the right without pushing your butt back. So right outer hip contracts towards the pelvis, towards the tailbone. Tailbone lengthens down, 
hands eventually come to heart center. Soften your gaze, relax your jaw, lift and open your chest, and as you're ready, you may sweep your arms out and overhead, either keeping your arms shoulder width distance apart or if you'd like to experiment with palms coming together. Either way, make the branches of your tree tall, long, and then draw your shoulders away from your ears. Okay, again, trust the little micro-movements that your left foot is making to keep you balanced. Try not to micromanage too much. As your chest lifts, your lower front ribs draw in and back, tailbone lengthens down. Continuously grow your tree. Root to the floor, reach your branches to the sky. Broaden. And when you're ready, as you're ready, arms come down, foot comes down, left leg releases, right foot grounds. Left knee, left toes out to the left. So there's a, uh, there's a balance here. So you can widen the left knee, but the right hip will come forward. Keep the hips squared forward and widen the left knee as much as you can. Take hold of the ankle, place the foot to the inside of calf or thigh. And then try to create an even pressure there of leg pressing into foot and foot pressing into leg. Doesn't have to be like they're trying to push each other over, but you're bringing strength and stability to your middle line as they come together. Extend through your left inner knee, contract through your left outer hip, establish your, your gaze, hands eventually to heart center as your chest lifts, collarbones broaden, tailbone lengthens down, as you're ready, if you become ready, arms can reach up and overhead. Palms might come together, shoulders away from your ears as your heart continues to lift. Draw your lower ribs in and back to lengthen your tailbone down. And tailbone even starts to come forward towards the front of your pelvis. As you lift into your right kneecap, press your right side towards the wall behind you eventually experimenting with your balance here by lifting your gaze beyond your thumbs and taking your head back even. Another breath here, and as you're ready, arms float down, left foot back to the floor, bring your feet together. Inhale, sweep your arms overhead, reach up, look up. Exhale, flow forward, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, palms to shins, Cow to the upper back. Exhale, fold, sinking your hips for chair again. Round your spine, chin to chest, waistline away from your thighs. Look forward, arms forward. Reach forward as your waistline pulls back and then curl your upper body away from the floor. Keeping your hips low, knees and ankles together. Reach your gaze and chest skyward. Pull your biceps back towards your ears. Eventually pull your biceps back behind your ears. Sink the hips. Five, four, three, two, one. Fold forward, fingertips to the floor. Hips high, head low. Exhale here. Inhale, palms to shins, cow to the upper back. Exhale, fold, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, arms sweep out, up and overhead, palms touching at the top. And exhale, right arm hooks underneath the left arm. Cross your arms above the elbows and then try to wrap your forearms to bring your palms together. Hands don't come together, grab opposite shoulders. And for today, we're going to lift the elbows away from the floor and pull the biceps away from the face, keeping the chest lifted, 
Find a steady gaze. Take a seat. A little higher seat than before, maybe a bar stool instead of a chair. Shifting weight to your left foot, lift your right leg high. The higher you lift your leg over the knee, the more opportunity you'll have to wrap the right foot behind the left ankle. If the foot doesn't wrap today, just point the toes. Once the foot is wrapped, shift the knees to the right. Eventually lining up your ankles, knees, elbows, and wrists at the middle line of your posture. Sink your hips lower as you shift weights to the heel. Lift your elbows higher, pull your forearms away from your face as you draw your upper body back. Shoulders more over hips. Soften your face, good, keep breathing. And then unwrap, sweep up, reach up, look up. Exhale, second side, left arm underneath right. Wrap your arms above the elbows. Palms may come together or grab opposite shoulders for the same effect. Elbows up, forearms away from the face. Chest continues to lift as you sink your hips into your stool. Weights into the right foot, left leg lifts. Either point your toes back or eventually wrap your foot behind your ankle. Once the foot is wrapped, shift knees to the left. Ankles, knees, hips, elbows, shoulders, wrists opening up. Wrap the arms and legs tightly. Where do you feel? What do you feel? Sink weight into the heel as your hips melt lower. Elbows up, forearms away from your face, upper body back. Soften your gaze. And then unwrap, unwind, sweep up, arms overhead, reach up, and exhale, flow forward, fingertips to the floor. Inhale, palms come to shins, extend the spine, exhale, fold, and plant your hands, moving into a tabletop position. Okay, wrists below your shoulders, inhale as belly and chest melt down, tailbone and gaze, turn up for cow pose. Exhale and round your spine, chin to chest, tailbone towards the floor, belly button towards the ceiling in cat pose. And continue to move with your own breath through this cat and cow flow. So it's been a long time since I have not taught this, uh, this sequence in my class. So if you're a regular in my class, um, this, I always say this is a great place to check in with your body. So as we do this sequence at different points in the practice, different things are going to come up. So what is calling your attention today, maybe based on um, you know, just your daily life, but maybe something's calling your attention based on what we've already done so far today in the practice. So again, think about move, your movement, your expression of the posture, as an expression of your experience in your body. And then inhale to a neutral spine. Bring your left knee to center. Bring your right leg forward. So, uh, and then we're going to bring the right knee in front of the left, pointing the right toes towards the, but pointing all 10 toes towards the back of your mat, shins parallel to one another. So this is just the initial invitation moving into cow pose. So see how this works out as you send your hips back towards your heels. Personally, I need to move the flesh of my right calf out to the left to get this to work at all. And then this becomes kind of a balanced shape. So if this shape is not feasible for you, 
You can come back forward, move your feet out, flex your feet, and then take a shape with your, your hips seated on the floor between your heels. So either of these poses, as we come into some version of cow face or gomukhasana. Okay, so find your seat. Try to bring your upper body, your shoulders over your hips. You may use a strap here. Extend your right arm along your right ear, perhaps with the strap, perhaps without. Left arm out to the left, palm facing the wall behind you. And then bend both elbows. Try to touch your fingertips below at the base of your neck. If your fingertips don't touch, if you can't clasp, then use your strap as arm extenders. Hold two ends of the strap as your right elbow goes to the sky. Your left shoulder blade tries to draw onto the back of your chest. So don't force it. Just ease the head of the left arm bone back, trying to lay the left shoulder blade flat. Okay, and notice a lot of us will have the tendency for the chin to tilt towards the chest. Try to keep your chin parallel to the earth. Keep length along the back of your neck. Chest open and upright. And for a lot of this, this, there's going to be a lot of different intense things happening here. If none are too intense and you would like to go further with this, you might hinge at the hips and start to lean forward. Keep a gentle tension between the hands or on the strap, pulling elbows away from one another. Keep the jaw soft, and again, you can always come back to your breath to bring you back to your experience of the pose, to deepen your experience of the pose. And then if you're down, come up. Everyone release your hands. Come forward back through tabletop. And then uncross your legs, whatever manner you had them crossed. Right knee comes to center and left knee comes in front. Either all ten toes pointing towards the back of the the back of your mat, feet flat, or flex your feet, widen your heels to take a seat between your heels as you come back either uh, in this more balancing position, sitting up on your heels or the seat between the heels. Okay, second side. Strap or no strap, left arm to the sky, chest forward, chest lifted, bend your left elbow, right arm out to the right, bend your right elbow, try to clasp. So first goal, first uh, step would be to try to get those fingertips in time, maybe working hands to wrists. Right shoulder tries to lay flat against the back of the chest as the head of the arm bone moves towards the back wall. Left elbow towards the ceiling, chest lifted, chin parallel to the floor, and again, if you're feeling you could go further, you want more here, hinge at the hips, so not rounding the spine, but laying the upper body flat over the legs. Good. So supposedly, um, you might have heard this before, uh, supposedly as you lie flat here in this shape, you look like the face of a cow. So that's how this pose supposedly got its name. So wherever you're at with the posture, be with your body. Do you need more? Do you need less? 
Always breathe. How does breath change and affect your experience of the posture? Change and affect your expression of the pose. And then if you're down, come up. Everyone release your hands. If you have the strap, you can place it off to the side of your mat. Come forward back through table position. And we're going to move to down dog. So either move your hands a handprint forward or move your knees a handprint back. And then tuck your toes under. Begin by just pressing your hands strongly down and forward. Decrease or uh, or eliminate the crease at the front of your wrists as you start with very bent knees, pressing your hips towards the wall behind you. So I'm stealing this from another teacher, but she always says, put your butt print on the back wall. Um, She said last time I was in class, she said, make a good impression, which I thought was hilarious. So put your butt print on the back wall by extending and lengthening from wrists to shoulders back through your hips and release the weight of your head down. So allow your head to be heavy, your neck to be long as your shoulders draw away from your ears. Look back at your feet, make sure your knees and ankles are hip width distance apart, make sure your heels are invisible behind your ankles. And now you can begin to walk your dog slowly. Bend one knee, reach the opposite heel towards the floor, lengthen along the back of that straight leg. Establish where you feel most tight, most restricted along the back of that leg. Bring your awareness there and then move to the other side. So you can walk your dog slowly as I'm instructing or you can begin to walk your dog more quickly. For me every time, there is one side that stands out as the tighter side, the shorter side. So if that's true for you, maybe spend a little bit more time on that side that needs a little lengthening, needs a little catching up. Always trying to find more balance in our yoga practice. Eventually walk your dog to stillness and start to straighten your legs as much as is necessary for you today, which might not be much. Again here, think about the idea of the inner thighs spiraling back and apart. And as you think about that, do not allow the knees to fall together. So knees stay hip width distance apart as you try to broaden the backside of your pelvis. And then inhale, lift your right leg straight up and back for three-legged dog. Look to the front of your mat. With an exhale, make a long stride, long lunge forward with your foot. Knee, heel lands underneath your knee. If it doesn't, pull your foot forward with your hand. And then melt your hips down and forward till right thigh is parallel to the floor. As your hips way down, lift through your back inner thigh, back legs straight and strong. Straight and strong as your chest pulls forward, shoulders away from your ears. Establish your lunge and then be present with your posture. What's going on? Where are you feeling this? Where can you send your breath and awareness? And then left knee melts to the floor. Heel toe your right foot to the left a few inches. And then flex your foot strongly. So push through the base of your right big toe. Keep your ankles straight as you begin to widen your right knee out to the right. So this is a variation of pigeon, but very active in this variation. Pull your right hip towards the back of the mat. Wrap your left hip forward. 
And then walk your upper body at an angle to the left, about a 45 degree angle. You can stay lifted up onto knuckles or fingertips, and then begin to wide your elbows out to either side of the room as you sink your chest down and forward at that same 45 degree angle to the left. Okay, so this is going to deepen the experience in your right hip. If you would like to intensify this shape, maybe lift your left knee up off the floor, straighten that back leg. Rolling to the outer razor edge of your right foot, keeping your foot flexed, right ankle straight. Be present. If you've gone too far, find a way to back off. Don't flee your body. Keep breathing, soften the edges of your mouth. And then if your back knee's lifted, place it down, press back, downward facing dog. Walk your dog a little bit just to bring sensation back to your right hip if it's become numb. And then left leg lifts, three-legged dog. Look to the front of your mat and again, exhale, lunge the left foot forward, second side. Setting up once again, long stride, hips Sink down to left thigh is parallel to the floor, knee over heel, and then right thigh lifts, back leg straight and strong. Okay, chest forward, shoulders back. Extend your heart forward as you lengthen your heel towards the wall behind you. Be present here with your breath, be present here with your lunge, always extending the legs and at the same time toning the legs actively pulling the feet towards one another. And then right knee melts to the floor, left foot inches to the right. Flex your foot strongly, come to the razor edge of your left foot as you wind your left knee out to the left. Keep your ankle straight, so don't flop your outer foot to the floor, but keep, um, keep steady on that razor edge of your outer foot. And then angle the upper body to your right. As you pull your left hip back in space, draw your right hip forward, and then bend your elbows out to either side of the room as you melt your chest towards the floor. Heart moves forward and down. And then again, invitation to tuck the back toes, lift the right knee up off the floor for more intensity. If you go there, you can always come back. <laughs> Breathe, soften your face, send Surrender to your left hip. And then knee comes to the floor. Walk back through center before pressing back. Downward facing dog. Walk your dog. And we got to do some push-ups with our downward facing dog in between. So inhale to a plank position. Exhale, lower down with your body in one line, possibly coming to your knees. Inhale, press up. Exhale, hips move up and back to either down dogs or if you're on your knees into child's pose. One, inhale forward. Exhale, lower with control. Press through your index finger knuckle as you lift. Exhale, hips move up and back two. Inhale forward. Exhale to lower. Inhale to press. Exhale, hips moving up and back. Inhale forward, try to keep good form. If that means coming to your knees, please do. Press up, hips back. <laughs> Lost track already. Inhale, last one, best one, first set. Exhale, lower. 
Inhale, press. Exhale, hips lead you back, down dog. Inhale, lift your right leg straight up and back. Look forward. Exhale, once again, lunge. The right foot between the hands. Again, left knee can mount and right foot. This time walks out to the right. Toes remaining forward. Both hands to the inside of the right leg. Okay. Scissor your legs together. Right foot pulls back in space. Left knee draws forward. Begin to walk your hands forward towards the front of your mat. Reach your chest forward. If possible, bring your right forearm down. In time, maybe left forearm comes down as well. Hands can be interlaced or palms together. Chest continues to shift down and forward as shoulders draw away from your ears. And then pull your, left, your right thigh in towards your right shoulder. So even maybe try to make contact with the outer, the inner thigh and the shoulder or the outer ribs. Keep that leg toning in. And if you choose here, tuck your back toes, lift your left thigh off the floor. Back leg straight and strong, chest and chin forward, shoulders away from your ears, right leg hugs into your right shoulder. Right outer hip wraps back and down. Think about the right side of your tailbone tucking to the front of your pelvis as your left thigh lifts higher. Again, find your breath. Try to, as you strengthen your resolve, try to relax your face. And then left knee to the floor, walk your hands back. Press back once again, down dog. Second side, left leg lifts, straight up and back. Look to the front of your mat, exhale, lunge your left foot forward. Again, left foot inches to the left as your right knee comes down, both hands come to the inside of your left leg. Scissor your legs together, reach your chest forward, walk your hands forward. Maybe left forearm comes down, maybe right forearm comes down. Chest continues to move forward, shoulders away from your ears. Hug your left shoulder, or hug your left knee in towards your left shoulder. Keep your leg hugging in, and if you'd like, if you did it on the first side, tuck your back toes, lift your back leg. As the left side of your tailbone scoops down and forward, lift your right inner thigh away from the floor. So think about that left inner, the back inner thigh, the right inner thigh, doing that same action of moving back and widening apart. So right inner thigh even starts to move out to the right as your chest continues to pull forward and down. So again, find your posture, find your breath and your pose. What are you experiencing? Where are you experiencing? If your mind is fleeing your body, can you find a way back? As you're ready, if your knee is up, bring it down, walk it back, downward facing dog. Hips move up and back, heels release down, head releases down, hands press down and forward, ground through your knuckles. Inhale, shift forward for plank. Exhale, lower down, possibly coming to your knees. Inhale, press up. Exhale, hips move back. One second set. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower with control. Inhale, lift through the sides of your waistline. Exhale, press your hips up and back. Inhale, forward. Exhale, lower. Inhale, press. Exhale, hips move back. 
Two more. Inhale forward. Exhale lower. Inhale press. Exhale hips lead you back. Last one, best one. Come forward. Exhale lower with control. Ground through your index finger as you press. Exhale hips move you up and back. Inhale right leg lifts. Pull your heel to your hip. Stack your right hip on top of your left hip. Broaden across the front of your pelvis. Lift into your left armpit. Don't allow it to fall to the floor. Maybe look under your right armpit towards the sky. Lengthen through your knee. Open across the front of your pelvis. Lift into your left kneecap as your left heel melts towards the floor. And then square your hips. Release your right leg to the floor. Inhale, left leg lifts. Pull your heel to your hips. Stack your hips. Broaden across the front of your pelvis. Reach through your left knee. Lift through your right armpit. Look under your left armpit. Press even weight down and forward through your hands. Reach through your knee. Lift into your right kneecap as your right heel releases. And then back to down dog. Come onto your knees. And then with your knees either together or wide apart, send your hips back towards your heels for child's pose. Arms reach forward. Head releases down. Find your breath. Head, heart, hips heavy. Breathe into your back body for awareness. Make your breath visible in your back body. And again, use your breath to return to the present, return to the practice, return to the dialogue between mind and body. And then shift forward, make your way to standing. Okay, we're gonna do our wide-legged forward fold to start. So everybody turn to face the green wall today and have your blocks. You can place your blocks near the floor in front of you. You may find that you need them. You may find in time you do not need them. Okay. So step your feet wide apart. Wide is relative in this pose. As you go deeper in the pose, you actually start to walk your feet closer together. So start upright. Turn your toes in just slightly so that your feet are a little uh, less than parallel with the outside of the mat. Heels a little wider than the toes. Hands on your hips. Lift your gaze towards the ceiling. Imagine a line of energy extending from your uh, belly button up, out through your chin. Weight in the heels to begin. Kneecaps lift, thighs press back. With an exhale, hinge at your hips until your chest is parallel to the floor. At this point, plant your wrists below your shoulders. As you fold forward, begin to shift weight forward in your feet to the knuckles of your toes, just as we did in our forward fold. Heart forward, cow to the upper back. So everybody do this. Hands on the floor. Uh, isometrically pull the heels of your hands towards the wall behind you as you pull your heart forward. Feel that cow at the upper back. And then exhale, begin to walk your hands back. Continuing to shift weight forward in your feet. So the toe knuckles are grounded. Toes themselves are not gripping the earth. 
Hips are lifting high as head um, extends towards the floor. And again, inner thighs moving back and apart, really broadening the back side of the pelvis as the hips lift higher, the head reaches lower to lengthen the spine. So the blocks are there to ground your head. Eventually, you might work the head all the way to the floor. Hands are shoulder width distance apart. Wrists and elbows are shoulder width distance apart. Fingertips point towards my wall as wrists walk deeper back on your mat. Eventually, fingertips lining up with toes. Eventually, fingertips lining up with your heels. So you had it right before Wade. Fingertips point forward. Beautiful. And then shoulders pull away from your ears as you lengthen the sides of your neck, head all the way to the floor in time. So if your head is already on the floor, you might start to experiment with walking the feet closer together. So the hips are lifting higher, there's a longer distance to get your head on the floor. So wherever your head is at, whether it's on the floor or on a block, Really extend energy down from your hips through the crown of your head. So we're going to move this into a headstand in a moment. So in the headstand, you are actually actively putting pressure down through your head, down into the earth to root down and create a stable base and a strong neck. So try to make an indent in the block or an indent in the floor as you extend down through your spine. Really nice, everyone. So I've had you here for a while. Walk your hands forward. Little cow pose to the upper back. And then hands to hips, elbows to the sky. Rise to stand, weight in the heels. And then walk your feet together, heel to toe. Very nice. Okay. So what we're going to do next, as promised, we're going to continue with the tripod headstand. So uh, I'll do a quick demo for several different options in this. Okay, the first, uh, the first option I'll give you is just a strength establishing pose for the tripod headstand. And this will be helpful to be near a wall in case you uh, feel safe and strong in this position and you're ready to come up into the headstand. Okay. So I'm going to uh, tuck my chin to my chest and uh, um, decide where the crown of my head is. This can be kind of precarious. Um, I was told that you put your thumbs in your ears and then touch the top of your head uh, at your index fingers. So that's, or at your middle fingers, and that's the crown of your head. So if you want to use that gauge, that's generally what I use to uh, decide what the crown of my head is. So I'm going to tuck my chin to my chest and bring that crown of my head to the floor just a few inches from the wall. Setting up in a tabletop position with my head on the floor. And then I'm going to make a strong, I guess equilateral triangular base with my head and my hands on the floor. I want my elbows bent at 90 degrees, my wrists directly below my elbows. Spread my fingers. Pull my shoulders away from my ears to keep the sides of my neck long. Press my head into the floor. Tuck my toes and lift my hips up. So one thing, I, I don't want my shoulders and my ears. I don't want the back of my neck rounding towards the wall. So this is what I'm not looking for. This is what you don't want in the pose. So what I do want is head pressing down. 
So you could even experiment with head, heads pressing down so much that you could actually lift the arms. Hands back to the floor if, if you've done that experiment. Shoulders away from my ears, feet walk in, and then one heel to the hip, use the foot that's still on the floor to kick the hips to the wall. Shoulders away from my ears, head presses down, heels up the wall, legs squeeze together, and experiment with bringing the feet away from the wall. One thing that's gonna happen in this position is that your hips are gonna press back, your feet are gonna come forward. So I'm really going to press my thighs back, lift into my tailbone, and establish a tone at my abdomen to get my legs straight up in the air. Okay, and you can hold there as long as you feel comfortable and then come back down. So that's option A. Eventually you're working towards the transition from wide-legged forward fold into the tripod headstand. So wide-legged forward fold is the previous pose that we just did. Turn my toes in, hinge forward, hands below my shoulders, hands move back, head to the floor. So you're gonna need to establish the head on the floor in the wide-legged forward fold. Create that triangle. Elbows bent at 90 degrees, shift weight forward on my toes, pull my shoulders out of my ears, press my head down, and then eventually legs float to the sky. Tailbone tucks, shoulders away from my ear, waistline and thighs back. And then stay there as long as you want. Try to move back out of the pose. So whatever you're experimenting with today, after you've come to some version of an inversion, everyone's going to come back to some version of child's pose. So I'll talk you through uh, the basic tripod headstand. Once you, feel once you feel safe and comfortable practicing the tripod headstand in the middle of the room, you can start working with that transition. And if there's something else you want to do, do that too. I, I trust you guys to um, do what's safe for yourselves. Um, and you guys working against the mirror, just come over to this wall so you don't have to worry about bad luck or anything. Um, <laughs> okay, so uh, I'll talk you guys through a couple options. And always the option just to work at the strengthening pose. So the kind of down dog with the head on the floor. So if you're using the wall, bring your head a few inches from the wall. On your knees, tuck your chin to your chest. Remember or establish that crown of the head and place it on the floor. Already think about pressing down through the crown of the head to make the neck long to keep the natural curvature of the neck as you come up into this inverted posture. Establish your tripod base, fingertips pointing towards the wall, elbows bent at 90 degrees, shoulders up out of the ears, tuck the toes, lift the hips, walk the feet in, hips go higher. And then one heel to your hip, kick your hips to the wall with the leg remaining on the floor. So if you're not ready to go up today, just keep pressing your head into the wall. Practice pulling your shoulders away from your ears. If uh, you're in the down dog uh, head position, you can even experiment with taking your hands off the floor, putting so much pressure down into your head that your uh, back body stays straight. Good. Really nice. So we're all working different things here. Um, I find this a challenging pose to hold for very long. So um, hold it as long as you would like, doing any variation. Uh, if you're really uh, big into core work, <laughs> you could always uh, 
Just bring the legs down together, touch the toes to the floor, and then float the legs back up together. That would be another um, way to use this pose. Andrew, really nice. Okay, excellent. So um, I'll give everyone just a little more time here. When you've had your fill of whatever um, inversion, whatever headstand you've done today, everyone just meet me back in a child's pose. So whenever you reach your child's pose, again, use this time to come back to the present, to come back to your breath and your body. This is always a good time also to check in with your ego. So when you're trying something challenging, when you're trying something maybe a little bit flashy, there can be some um, self-value that you associate with the achievement of these these poses. And um, most of us are going to have that tendency to to think that way or to go to that place. Um, Can we practice detachment in here? And the longer you practice, you, uh, you maintain a yoga practice, the more this is going to come up. Because there will be things you could do yesterday that you cannot do today. There will be do- things you could do two years ago that you may never be able to do again. So it's one thing when you're achieving a goal, that can be very fulfilling, that can be very exciting, and that's good. It's good to feel good about your practice and good about your body. But how does it feel when your body changes? How do you deal with that? How do you detach value from what you can do and value what you, just the idea of coming to your mat and establishing and deepening this relationship between your mind and body. And then walk your way back up to seated. Okay, we got, we got more. So um, <laughs> now extend your legs forward into a staff position. You might like to uh, use your hands to move the flesh of your thighs back and apart to get a more established seat with your hips, your uh, sits bones on the floor. You might also like to uh, sit at the edge of a blanket. So um, you could have a folded blanket, you could have two folded blankets. If your lower spine really rounds as you sit in this position, It's very beneficial to sit at the edge of some padding to rock the front of your uh, pelvis forward and lengthen your lower back. As we will be folding forward in a second, that will really give you an advantage of lengthening your lower back. Okay, have your uh, strap nearby. You may or may not need it. Ground through your thighs and just establish your staff pose. So I always say that the first few times I practiced this pose, I was amazed at how much abdominal work (laughs) was needed to keep uh, the body upright, to keep the chest open and tailbone grounded. So try to engage your core here. Lower ribs draw in and back. Tailbone lengthens down, plugs into the surface beneath you. Chest stays open. Hands can be at your sides, depending on the length of your, the, the ratio of your arms to your 
torso, your hands will either be by your hips or if you have really long arms, they might be behind your hips. Reach forward through your heels, pull back through your toes. And then from here, we're going to move into Marichyasana 1. I finally looked up the name of this pose. Uh, bring your right hand to your knee and pull your right heel in towards your hip. Keep about a fist's width distance between your inner thigh and your right inner foot. And then come to the inside of your right thigh as you fold over your left leg. Right hand comes to the outside of the leg, the ankle, or someday reach for the foot. Draw the right side of your rib cage towards your foot as you pull your left toenails back towards your chest. So lengthen your torso over your left leg and then try to bring your right hip back to the floor. So keep that right hip grounded. Now, continuing to lean forward, take your right arm out to the right in front of your right leg. Thumb pointing towards the floor and then bend your elbow, trying to get the elbow bent at the outside of the shin. Outside, uh, back of the hand touches the outside of the hip, palm faces out, and then wrap your left arm behind. Try to clasp hands at the right outer hip or use your strap to extend the length of your arms. Grab two ends of the strap. As your chin and chest extend forward, draw your shoulder blades onto the back of your chest. So instead of allowing your shoulders to wing off your back, try to lay your shoulder blades flat against the back of your chest. Reach your heart forward. And then for me, the icing on the cake here is to allow the head to re release towards the knee. So that really fire something up down the left side of my uh, neck, down the left side of my rib cage. So if you'd like, if it's tolerable, if you can stay with your pose, release the head down, let the head be heavy, maybe resting the head eventually on the leg, or if you'd like, maybe even placing a block there so you can allow the head to be heavy. And then whatever pose, whatever shape you've landed in, be there, be with your breath, Continually coming back to your body in the shape. Identify what you're feeling. And by identifying pain, tension, soreness, can you begin to consciously let it go? Lift your chest, lift your head, release your bind, and come out of the pose. Send your right leg to meet your left. Pull your left knee in towards your chest, heel in towards your hip. Keep that same fist width distance between your inner thigh and inner foot. Shift your chest to the inside of your left leg. Reach your left hand to the outside of your foot or ankle or calf, whatever you can reach. Pull your chest forward. Pull your toes towards your chest. Lengthen along the back of your right leg. Back of the right leg stays grounded. Left hip pulls back to the floor. And then, I forgot to mention this on the first side, if you're rolling to the outside of your left foot, ground through the inside of your foot as you pull your left thigh in towards your shoulder. Left arm out to the left as your chest continues to extend forward. Wrap your arm around the front of your shin. Palm faces out at the outside of your left hip. Right arm wraps around. 
Either use the strap to extend your arms, clasp your fingers, or again in time, maybe grab wrists. Shoulders away from your ears, shoulder blades uh, lay flat against your back as your heart moves to the top of your foot. Toenails move towards your heart, right thigh grounds, left hip wraps towards the floor. And when you're ready, head releases. Head is heavy, upper back slightly rounds with the release. Lift your head, lift your chest, release your hands, move back through staff pose, and then pull both heels in, coming into bound angle pose or baddha konasana. Outer edges of the feet touch. Start by grabbing the ankles as you widen out through the inner thighs. Instead of thinking about pushing your thighs down, extend through your inner thighs, contract through your outer hips, draw your shoulders back, lift your chest up, lengthen your spine. Neither choose to stay upright here or briefly hinge forward at the hips, extending the chin and chest forward. You can even walk the hands forward. Keep the sits bones grounded, inner thighs extending, outer hips contracting. So um, to reveal this secret here of what we're, what we're moving towards is we're going to Take what I call the, the back door entrance to uh, lotus pose. So walk back if you're folded forward, come upright, pull your knees together and watch this brief demo. So here's what we're going to do. If you've never attempted lotus pose before, if you've never thought you could attempt lotus pose before, uh, please welcome surprise here. You may be surprised by what you can do, especially after the sequence that we've just done. Okay, so watch me. I'm going to come to Tadasana on my back, and then I'm going to come to Supta Padangusasana, hand to big toe pose, but using my strap. Okay, so just establish length along the back of the right leg. Bring the leg in any bit, and then we're going to take that same leg out to the side, keeping the chest and front of the pelvis open. So these will all be familiar to most of you. And then from here, I'm going to ditch my strap, pull my heel in towards my, in towards my thigh. So try to close this joint, close the knee as much as possible. Then I'm going to bring the outside edge of my foot to the, as close to the crease between my uh, hip and my thigh as possible. Then from here, I'm going to extend down through my thigh, turn the sole of my foot towards my face, reach my knee towards the front of my mat. So this may be the place you're experimenting with for today. If this is painful or even uh, feels any sort of um, tweak or uh, discomfort in the knee, then back off a little bit. Think about uh, lotus pose, not about opening the knees. That's not a thing. We're not opening the knees. We're opening the hips. So if the knee hurts, then back off. Okay, then lift the knee to the sky. Pull my second foot in. 
point my set the toes of my second foot and then attempt to slide that foot in over the second thigh. The close, uh, to tighten the pose, knees come together, feet widen apart. And so maybe you got to lotus line on your back. You know, the more traditional way is to take the posture seated. So you can just grab your butt, push your elbows down, and come up to seated. So this may work, it may not. It may work on one side, it may not work on the other side. So just be open-minded about it. You might be surprised. Okay, and there's lots of other things to work on if you um, are not quite there today. Okay, so lie on your back. You can use your strap if you like. Extend down through your heels. Tuck your tailbone. Establish a long spine, grounded thighs. Bring your right knee into your chest. Take the strap around your foot, or you can grab the foot if you like. Extend through your heel, lengthen the back of your leg, pull back through your toes, and then start to uh, reach your uh, leg up towards 90 degrees. That might be an initial goal. And then eventually maybe the heel moves beyond 90 degrees, keeping the left thigh grounded here. We'll just be here for a moment. So let's check in with the back of your right leg. And then right hand to the strap, right leg out to the right. Keep the left thigh grounded, front of the pelvis, front of the chest, front of the ribs open to the sky. Extend through the inseam of your right leg. Contract through your outer hip. And if you want to hang out here, continue to be here. Otherwise, release the strap, point your right toes, pull your heel in towards your hip as much as possible. Close the right knee. And then begin to turn the knee towards the top of the mat Placing the outer edge of the right foot somewhere up along the thigh, eventually up into the crease between your pelvis and thigh. Sole of the foot turns towards your face as knee extends towards the front of your mat. Trying to flatten, open up along the front of your right hip. So that might be where you're at today. If that is painful for the knee, then back off a little bit. Go to the place where it wasn't painful and work your boundary. Again, if you'd like to go deeper, bend the left knee, foot on the floor. Knees point towards the sky, point your left toes, reach for your left foot with toes pointed, and maybe you slide the left foot over the right thigh. Maybe you have a very wide lotus to start. In time, knees pull together. You can manually, with your hands, pull your feet further apart to tighten the pose. So either choose to stay where you're at on your back if you feel comfortable in your lotus pose and would like to take it to a seated position. Uh, I find it easiest to grab, grab my butt, press my elbows down, and rock forward. So if you're there, you can come up. Uh, if you're not there, stay where you are. But just be where you're at. And again, remember not to put too much uh, value on... Um, these poses, the, uh, the, a certain expression of these poses, but put a value on your experience in your body. Put a value of these poses to allow you new experiences. Okay, if, uh, if you were done, you can slide your feet slowly apart to come out of the posture. Find your way back to lying on your back. Extend your legs straight. If you'd like, kind of shake your knees out. And um, I, I think that there's some um, 
there are some styles of yoga where you only really do this shape uh, with one leg on top, but let's try both ways. Um, there's inevitably going to be some incongruency here, I think, uh, between both sides. So again, if you couldn't do it on the first side, maybe the second side is, uh, will be more open. Left knee in towards your chest. Take the strap around your left foot. Extend your left leg straight. Reach through your heel. Pull back through your toes. With a straight leg, begin to lift the leg towards 90 degrees. And if you've reached 90 degrees, to continue to round your right inner thigh towards the floor and bring the left leg beyond 90 degrees. Again, be here for a moment. Establishing length along the back of your left leg. And then hand to, uh, strap to the left hand and widen your left leg out to the left. Keep your right shoulder, your right hip tacked back to the floor. Extend along the inside of the leg, contract along the left outer hip. Either choose to stay here if this feels great, if this feels like what you need today, or release the strap. Point your toes, pull your heel in towards your hip. Close that knee as much as possible. And then slide the outside of your foot up on your thigh, maybe into that crease. And then left knee points to the top of your mat as you extend along the front of your left hip. Either choose to stay here, avoiding knee pain, or left knee, right knee, point towards the ceiling as your right foot comes to the floor. Point your right toes and try to reach for that right foot. Keeping the toes pointed, slide the outside of the foot up and over the left thigh. Again, you might start with a very wide kneed posture as you uh, open up here, knees pull together. You can even manually draw the feet away from one another. And again, if you would like to take this into an upright position, you can rock forward on the elbows and come to seated. So again, what, what is your motivation here? What is calling the shots? Is there a, this ego getting in the way, telling you, um, pushing you beyond what your body is telling you, pushing you beyond your, um, the boundaries that your body has set? Or maybe fear is preventing you from um, going as far as you can. So there's always, always balance. Okay, when you're ready, slide your feet apart and lengthen your legs out again. So if you've come to seated, come back to lie on your back. And pull your knees up. Okay, and get a block. Get a block, press your feet down, lift your hips up and... I would suggest at the middle setting of the block, you can go the lowest setting. The highest setting is going to be a little precarious, since we, especially since we didn't do a lot of backbending today. So take your block at its middle setting and lie it below your pelvis. So it's not in your lower back, it's not on your butt, but it's traversing your pelvis for support. Extend your legs straight. Uh, maybe, I don't know if it, you feel better pointing your toes or flexing your feet. I'm going to point my toes so that my feet don't turn out. So legs extending straight forward. Tuck your tailbone towards your heels. Tuck your shoulder blades underneath your chest, length along the back of your neck. So coming just to, to a gentle back-bended posture, lengthening through the lower spine, opening up the torso. 
And if you'd like here, you can bring your right knee in towards your chest, either interlacing your fingers behind your thigh or in front of your shin if you can reach, continuing to extend the left leg and round the left inner thigh towards the floor. So uh, if this is still not enough, you might interlace the fingers behind your right thigh and extend your right leg straight, keeping the back of the head and the shoulders on the floor. Breathe here. We're slowing down the practice, so if you'd like, you can close your eyes. And then right leg releases. Extend the right leg to meet the left, and then left knee draws in towards your chest, possibly interlacing your fingers behind the thigh or in front of the shin, keeping the right leg extending forward, right inner thigh rolling down towards the floor so the leg doesn't um, fall out or uh, roll out to the right. And then again, either choose to stay here or interlace the fingers behind the thigh and straighten the left leg if you'd like. And left leg to meet right. And then bend both knees, feet parallel to one another and lift your hips, release the block, place the block at its lowest setting now between your thighs. Pull your heels into your hips, feet parallel, and press your feet down to lift your hips a few inches off the floor. Interlace your fingers behind your back and then tuck your shoulder blades deeply onto the back of your chest, curling your whole upper back, your whole spine away from the floor, head, the back of the shoulders and feet supporting your bridge pose as you ground through your inner feet, lift through your outer hips. Keep that uh, grip, gentle grip on the block to keep your knees from splaying apart, to keep your lower back from compressing as you peel your uh, chest towards your chin, tuck your chin to your chest to keep the back of your neck long. So this does not need to be your deepest bridge pose you've ever done. We did not do a lot of back bending today, just using this to counter our practice. And then release the hips down, unlace the fingers, untuck the shoulders, remove the block. Take your feet as wide as your mat, keeping your knees bent. You can extend your arms out to either side or if you'd like some more centering, some more grounding, maybe bring your right hand to your belly and your left hand to your heart. As you inhale, fill your belly, then your chest. As you exhale, contract your chest and your belly. And then with your exhale, maybe knees move to the right. As you inhale, knees move through center and exhale. Windshield wiper your knees now to the left. So just rock your legs from side to side. Once again, coordinating breath with movement. Only a few minutes left in the practice today, but can you stay even as the postures slow down? And then inhale, knees back to center. Slowly draw your knees in towards your chest. Round your lower spine, tuck your chin to your chest. And then slowly start to rock forward and roll back, using, utilizing the, the uh, squishy uh, foam floor we have in the studio to give ourselves this nice spinal massage. 
And then rock your way forward into seated. Take a comfortable cross-legged seated position if you'd like. Take the time to sit up on the edge of some padding. Once you've found your seat, close your eyes. Rest your palms on your thighs. Ground through your sits bones. Relax through your legs. Settle into your seat. Consciously grow tall through your spine, broad across your chest. You can take your palms face down, face up, whatever you'd like. Return again to your breath. Once again, establish a practice of ujjayi pranayama, again, gauging the uh, volume of your breath based on what would bring you, uh, what would bring you the most balance at this time. If you need it to, if your mind and body need to be slowed down, brought back to earth, maybe a quiet, quiet sound to come back to. Keeping your face soft, eyelids heavy, but eyes not squeezing together. Top and bottom, the eyelids just gently touching. mind is wandering at this time, you might begin to count the duration of your inhalation and maybe try to match the duration of your exhalation to that number. Let's take one more deep ujjayi breath together. Exhale, empty your lungs, and we'll inhale for the count of five. Inhale, bottom to top. One, two, three, four, five. Exhale, five, four, three, two, one. Resume your natural breath, releasing the contraction of the back of your throat. Bring your palms together in front of your heart. We'll close practice with a single sound of Aum. Exhale your breath and inhale.
Thank you all for your attendance, your hard work, your focus and patience throughout today's practice. The light in me honors the light in each of you. Namaste. Namaste.